0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, this is Cal Ripken Jr., and you're listening to the ML Sports
1: Platter. Back with you here on the ML Sports Platter. It's all brought to you by Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward, and a big time thanks to our associate sponsors as well, Camilla's Golf Club, Stumble and Monkey Brewing Company, and Bowers and & Company, CPAs. Let's bring them in. Brand new book, one of my favorite authors, one of the best writers In America, covering sports and the NFL, it's a brand new book uh, online where books are found. And of course, uh, your nearby bookstores like Barnes & Noble, go get it. It's called Rocket Men by John Eisenberg, the black quarterbacks who revolutionized pro football, going all the way back to the early names, to the best in the business today in Patrick Mahomes and everybody in between, like Randall Cunningham, Warren Moon, you name it. This book is absolutely A+. And I recommend it for every football and sports fan out there, John Eisenberg. Thanks for a few, my man. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, no doubt. I've, I've loved having you through the years, obviously with your books and, and covering the NFL. And it's amazing that football season is here. So obviously, the timing of this book, the release, and you know us doing the interview here with the season underway is is terrific. Um, this book obviously is so important, you know, for people to read. You know, the impact of of the black quarterback, you know the the how the position kind of was revolutionized, not just today or twenty thirty forty years ago, but way before that, as people read this book, John, what do you hope the message is that they take you know what what do you what are you trying to get them to understand but you know with them reading this book well i guess
0: i guess the the, the thing that that I feel is important i mean this is my eleventh book i've been writing i' I've been in journalism for forty something years. Listen to that, I can't even count it, but uh, the, so a long time, and I I feel that uh, with this book, I mean, at this point, I think it's really important to put stuff out these days that uh, gives you sort of unassailable truths and things, you know, give give something for people to think about, and the fact of the matter is, this is something that happened, the situation with black quarterbacks in the NFL for many decades. Uh, There were many decades when guys just didn't get a chance to play. There was denial by stereotype. Uh, There was lost opportunities. There's a trail of of broken dreams, many generations of guys that just didn't get the chance. Now, could they have played in the NFL and won? They probably could have. I think we're seeing that today. But, uh, you know, they didn't. And uh, I just feel it's important to tell these stories and to let people understand these things happen. This is something that happened, and yes, things
1: may be better today. But it's important to understand how we got here. Could not be more important. Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, obviously, the the early pioneers. You know, you got Fritz Pollard. You got groundbreaking modern standouts. You know, Marlon Briscoe, James Shack Harris, and all those guys. I read those uh, players uh, in the Jason Reed book, also the Rise of the Black Quarterback, which just came out. Um, and obviously, can't wait to, to to get through yours as well. Um, those, those folks, it reminds me of what Derek Jeter told Bob Kendrick in, you know, his podcast, Black Diamonds, uh, and Bob obviously crushes it covering the Negro Leagues and all that. And Derek Jeter said, you know, it's important, you know, for us to go to the future. And I'm paraphrasing for us to go to the future. You have to learn your history. And I, I could not have grabbed that more because I'm a huge history guy. And a big part of the history is what you just said, you know, black men who were not afforded the opportunity, you know, Jackie Robinson and Larry Doby. I mean, what happens if Josh Gibson is able to play baseball? Are we talking about him as the greatest catcher of all time? Are we talking about Fritz Pollard and James Jack Harris and, and Briscoe in different conversation as well? Can you get into the pioneers of the black quarterback, how their game, how they're pioneering, how they developed as football players, how how it helped the game get into You know, a couple decades later, a couple decades later, into the AFL-NFL merger, you know, the game today, the skill set, everything that they brought to the table leading into decades and decades of football where we are now. Well, there's no doubt. What it is, first and foremost,
0: Mike, I think, is a story of opportunity. You know, opportunities denied and then opportunities given. I mean, to me, that is the the baseline of the story. And talking about Pioneers, I, I mean, I'll give you an example. Okay, Marlon Briscoe you know, that who, who you mentioned, you know, the first modern black quarterback, uh, in many respects, uh, he is similar to Lamar Jackson Mm -hmm. coming along 50 years later. All right. He's, uh, uh, definitely a really good college quarterback, not from a power five school, uh, you know, with a skill set that was a little outside the norms of what the NFL was used to, uh, you know, doesn't get, I mean, Lamar, got drafted at the end of the first round. Uh, uh, You know, Briscoe got drafted late. Uh, Both of them get into the game as rookies, and Marlon Briscoe is outstanding for the Denver Broncos. Five starts, he plays really well, and, uh, you know, does an excellent job. The Broncos were not a good team, but he was outstanding. He ran around, he threw, he made huge plays. Lamar does the same thing 50 years later. Gets in as a rookie. Leads the Ravens to to a division uh, title, and in his second year, he's MVP of the league. So, you know what happened to the two of those guys? Okay, fifty years earlier, Marlon Briscoe, for his good season uh, and the skills that he showed, uh, which resonate fifty years later, could easily fifty years earlier. What happens to Marlon Briscoe is the Broncos say, "You're basically you're never going to be our quarterback again." Uh, he had to change teams and change positions to have any sort of NFL career at all. They just shut the door, closed, opened it ever so briefly, then closed it. Uh, Fifty years later, Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, hand him the keys to the offense, and as I said, he's MVP of the league. His second season is now one of the highest-paid players in the league. That I think the talent is very similar, but uh, the, uh, the, the opportunities are night and day. And, and so, you know, the, the skills
1: were there but it's getting them a chance to show them is what has changed. Yeah, no doubt about it. Rocket Men, the book, uh, The Black Quarterbacks Who Revolutionized Pro Football, the author John Eisenberg, 11 books now in the bank for John. You can get this one online. Where books are sold and your nearby bookstores like Barnes & Noble. I've always wondered from an author's standpoint, John, how difficult it is to write about a similar topic as another author. And I know you guys all pretty much support each other, you know, because obviously if somebody's buying one book they're going to buy another book and another book and another book football fans are going to buy anything that's that's football related and if it's really good and you're one of the best in the business they're just going to keep buying and supporting and doing their thing but let's be honest you want a little separation too you know you're always wanting to sell more books than the next guy just like everybody like me wants more listens and views than the next guy everybody's kind of in the same group and we're all kind of you know in our own world we're we're you know, competing with other people, how difficult is it for you and maybe for others, do you think, to write a book, uh, you know, about a similar topic that, you know, Jason Reed just wrote, wrote about or somebody else maybe has written some articles about. How do you write about it? How do you try to separate yourself?
0: Well, there's another one coming. I mean, this is a big topic. It's no surprise, I think. that I mean, the black quarterback has been a story for the last, I mean, six or seven years, just in a in a big way. I mean, look, I mean, Colin Kaepernick, who's in my book, uh, but you know, there's been books written about him, movies, he's <laughs> Netflix. You know, it's everywhere. And and Jason's book, uh, you know, came out a year ago. I mean, I signed to write this book uh, in 2020, and so I, I had no idea whether other people were doing it, uh, what what how they were approaching it, and so I, I just did my thing, and you know I try not to. What you said is correct. I have great respect for the people that take on subjects like this. I have not. I mean, I don't. I don't really know Jason, or and I. I avoided his book
1: because I didn't want to. I, I mean, I wanted to do my own thing. Sure. I'm sure
0: it's great. He's a really good journalist, and uh, you know he worked hard at it. And I, you know, I have no doubt about his book. But I'm going to do what what I'm going to do you know, what, uh, and that's it, and it's up to the readers to decide. Uh, I can, That I cannot control, you know, for years and years, my, you know, reviewers have talked about a lot of research and, you know, strong writing, and, and so I just do that, you know, I bring what I bring to the story, whatever the story is, and in this one uh, certainly a, a, a hot topic, a sensitive topic, and try to handle it my own way and put it out there and, and see what people think, you know, I just try to you know, in golf terms, hit it down the middle and, uh, and, and see what happens. So uh, I'm sure these other books are good. I know of one other that's coming out, I think, next year. I mean, it's a big subject right now. So, uh, you know, that, that is what it is. Just uh, put it out there and see what happens.
1: Yeah, and we are all, all hoping to hit it down the middle, John. Let's face it. Um, all right. <laughs> I don't. A guy, a guy I have just loved forever, and when I was a kid— was just electrified by him was Randall Cunningham. And I'm wondering, you know, what you think of a Randall Cunningham in today's game. Uh, I go back to a lot of players, you know, like a Steve McNair. I even go to like, I mean, I know this, the topic is a black quarterback, but I even go to like a Doug Flutie, you know, in today's game with all the RPO and the shorter quarterback, and we've seen Russell Wilson make it. And you know, some others. I think Bryce Young's going to be really good. The, the door isn't really closed for Kyler Murray yet. I, I think we need to see if he can get put into a, a proper situation. Where do you land with Cunningham? I mean, because my goodness, if 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 his acrobatic gymnastic ways and the athleticism and the arm, what's he doing in today's day and age? Good grief. There's so many of these guys. Uh, Randall Cunningham, into the, can you imagine him, uh, you know, at the
0: at the helm of an RPO, uh, oh. you know, style offense. I mean, it would just be—you would have no idea what he's going to do from play to play, uh, and uh, he, he would have just been devastating. Uh, you know, there's and there's uh, lots of other guys that I think are in that boat. But what what happened, Mike? I think uh, is that for for so long, uh, the NFL had a prototype for a quarterback and was firm in and and barely deviating deviating from it at all, and it was the straight drop back passer. Right. They don't want that. Mobility was a, a mark against you. You know, the coaches didn't like it. They couldn't control, couldn't control you. If you were running around, the offensive linemen hated it and were vociferous about that. So it was, uh, it was held against you. If you were mobile, yeah. stay in that pocket. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what began and it really, uh, did it begin with Randall in some respects? Yes. I would say the idea that mobility was good. Okay, R- Randall is at the forefront of that. Uh, and, of course, no coincidence, he come, comes along in the 1980s. And, you know, Lamar, I mean, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Lawrence Taylor is crashing off the edge coming after him. Well, you know what? You better be mobile. You, you, you're going to be – you better get out of there. You, be, you know, he's going he's to take your head off if you're not careful. So you have to be able to evade him, avoid him. And so thus is created a guy like Randall Cunningham comes into the league in the same division. And it's like, you've got to figure out a way. So it, suddenly mobility was good. And, uh, uh, you know, he was the first and really, I don't think the style of NFL football changed for another, uh, 20 years. I, I really think the generation of cam Newton, Colin Kaepernick, uh, Robert Griffin and Russell Wilson, those are the ones when you saw all of them come into the league together I think that's the first time the NFL just, as a group, said, you know, these RPOs, we're, we're not going to turn these guys into pocket passers anymore. We're going to take their strengths and make the most of them. And I think that's the real push you see to where we are today with all these guys, where every offense almost has some RPO in it. But, I, you know, Randall really is the one that sort of started it historically.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great point with that group you mentioned. I would almost go back one more group just – who set it up with, I mean, kind of set it up without all the RPO, but you could kind of get the idea of it, right? I mean, you saw Air McNair, you saw Donovan McNabb, my guy who played 15 minutes from where I'm sitting right now at Syracuse, you know, you, Michael Vick, you know, those kind of guys Where yes. where they played. But my goodness, I mean, it was only 25 or so years ago that all of those dudes were like entering the NFL, but we didn't have the expanded offense, the expanded combination of, the old Urban Meyer, Utah, Alex Smith spread, and then the Florida offense with Tebow and all the other things that were going on, and you know play action changes into different things, and then different formations, and two tight end sets with Belichick, and all these different things, and, and then everything kind of gets put together, and it's called RPO, and then it's this, and I, there's just so much offense now that you don't even know what the hell to call it, so people say, oh, it's RPO, but man, that deck of quarterbacks too, Vic, Air McNair, and, and, uh, and McNabb, that, that was a fun group right there as well, John.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's all an evolution. And, and that that group, you know, certainly opened a lot of eyes. Uh, you know, the the, the myths that it, that had been in existence for so long about black quarterbacks, why they weren't playing, you know, was, uh, you know, there was some old school thinking mm-hmm. race. I mean, there's no other way to put it, but racist thinking, uh, you know, from born out of the 50s and the 60s about and it's really not just in football. I mean, uh, you know, it's leadership positions uh, in America. You know, what white some whites thought of blacks, and and it was a very tough thing to knock. And uh, but you know, uh, they they finally began to do that in that generation. You mentioned were the ones. That really, uh, you know, got to the point where it's like, well, yes, you can put black quarterbacks on the field in the NFL. You can win, mm-hmm. and uh, you can do a lot of things. They are smart enough. They are leaders. They're all the things. All the things we didn't think about them so long were just wrong. So uh, you know, the style of football uh, eventually just overcame that, and it's great to see. You know, it's uh, to me, it's much more interesting offensively, and uh, you know, those guys. Uh, they definitely busted down some doors. And, uh, and, you know, it's a really interesting history. I mean, obviously, it's a story of race. My book is a story of race and football. But the style of football and the changing styles of pro football is definitely a key part of it as well.
1: No doubt, 11 books uh, in the bag now for John Eisenberg at B. More Eisenberg. Of course, a retired columnist, but still crushing it. On the book front, and you got to pick up other ones, too. Author of the League, that first season, great mat, uh, match race, the streak, and many others. And now his latest called Rocket Men, the black quarterbacks who revolutionized Pro Football, Amazon.com, and other online uh, platforms where books are sold. Make sure to grab your copy. In closing, John, very simple. What do you hope people say about it when they're uh, done with it? Well, I, I
0: hope that they say, what I, what I would say is this, we had a great moment uh, the, this past February when it was Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts in the Super Bowl, the first matchup of black starting quarterbacks. Uh, a, a great thing. And they both played great. It was an incredible game. And uh, they both played well enough to win. It was a great thing to see. And was it a milestone? Absolutely. Is it a reason to just uh, to to raise your arms in triumph? I would say no. It's something to enjoy, to savor. But to me, it's also what could have been. What could have been all these years? There's Genera, and I, and I highlight them in the book. There's so many guys along the way. They had the talent. That's why I call the book Rocket. I use I, I called it as a compliment, not only to the guys playing now, but to the guys who didn't get a chance. They they had Marlon Briscoe. We talked about they had the talent. They didn't get to play. Uh, and so let's let's savor these guys that are that are that are doing so well now. But let's remember what they're getting is opportunity that the other guys just didn't get. Uh, it's what could have been what we saw in the Super Bowl. So uh, let's uh, let's learn that and understand that that's where we are now.
1: No doubt. I-, I would agree the pioneers set it up for everybody else. But I will say that there was a moment, as you know, in 1987, well, it was the '87 season, where we did throw our arms up in the air in celebration, and that guy's name was Doug Williams, you know? Absolutely. Well, uh, the thing to understand – the story as i write
0: it and as i came to understand really as i wrote it was that this is not a jackie robinson story this is not one moment where a guy takes the field everything changes there's literally one day you can point to one moment yeah. and 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 create a holiday you know whatever you want this is not that story what this is is 25 or more small moments along the way that slowly but surely inched the ball, uh, inched the thinking in the NFL uh, towards understanding, you know, diversity and inclusion at quarterback. The biggest of those moments, no doubt about it, Doug Williams winning the Super Bowl in 1988. It had to be proven that you could win a championship, that, uh, you know, you could put a black man on the field in the most important position and win. Because in 1988, I mean, it was— It's not ancient history. It was a while ago, but it is not ancient history. And sad to say, a lot of minds were changed that day, in and out of the league. I think a lot of minds were changed. You know, I'm not sure this could happen, and Doug Williams proved that. uh, You know, not not only could it happen, you could do it. You know, just with a tremendous performance. So, uh, no moment is more important in this story than that one moment.
1: No, I think that's really well said. And when you think about. Jackie Robinson, you're right. It, it was kind of like lead leading, lead leading, lead in, lead in, bang, Jackie Robinson, then a whoa, and then the floodgates with Dobie and all the rest open, and then, you know, we know the, the rest of the history, but I think in hockey, in football, the NBA, it, it was kind of like a soft open. It was like starters and pioneers, but you still weren't there, then you still weren't there, then you still weren't there, and it was decades of development. Earl Lloyd in basketball, Willie O'Ree in hockey, uh, uh, you know, in hockey. Um, you know it, 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 it's true. It's just such a a crazy thing to think about, you know those 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 other pioneers, um, you know, happening in in the other sports. That um, you know in football, you know, with with Harrison and Briscoe um, and company uh, in Pollard, uh, it, it's, it was more of a development thing. You know, in the other three sports, to get where we are now, and still work to do. Uh, and and in baseball, it was kind of like Jackie Robinson, bang. And uh, I think that's really well said. Rocket Man is the book. The Black Quarterbacks who revolutionized pro football. Go get it nearby bookstores online where books are sold, including Amazon.com, the great John Eisenberg, one of my favorites. John, thank you so much for coming on the ML Sports Platter. We'll push the book, and uh, I can't wait to see what's next, my friend. Take care.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate your support uh, of my books all these years. Uh, so just
1: thank you for that. Always good to come on with you. A couple thoughts for me coming up here on the ML Sports Platter, but first, this. The ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms. We're brought to you by CH Insurance, Welch & Company Jewelers, Stumbled Monkey Brewing Company, and Elevate Fitness of Syracuse. Two great locations in and around Central New York, DeWitt and Liverpool. Go get your gym membership today. They got the sauna, the pool, awesome, awesome walking track in Liverpool as well. You can take pickleball and tennis classes, get your personal trainer and more. Elevate Fitness of Syracuse is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. And a tip of the cap thank you as well to friends of the program, Bob Lindsley. And Daryl Aber, really interesting there. What John said about you know it's not a Jackie Robinson moment, and he's right. You know it led to you know decades and decades of fighting and trying to get in. You know the the Josh Gibsons and um, you know all the other Negro League players. You know Cool Papa Bell and all, all those folks. Finally, you know Satchel Paige, right? Finally, Jackie Robinson breaks in, and then it's like okay, boom, Larry Doby, American League, and then. Every team kind of slowly got into it, but Robinson was the splash deal. That wasn't technically the case in football or hockey. I mean, you know, Willie O'Ree, right? Like, he got in, but it was a slow development for African-American players who did play hockey. And, again, there weren't many of them. It's not like, you know, it was Canada. Um, You know, it was still a slow development for a lot of those, that small, small, small group that did play to be able to break through the doors, right? Earl Lloyd in basketball. And it was still kind of, you know, in 1950, you're slowly getting in there, right? And then finally, we have a lot of activists, you know, and great players, Bill Russell, you know, and others to get where we are now, you know, and kind of the same can be said, um, you know, for the NFL with all these unbelievable guys we talked about, Marlon Briscoe, James Shaq Harrison, you know, Fritz Pollard. And that's the thing, as John was talking about, not just the African-American quarterback, but talking about all-time awesome quarterbacks, that's why I always have said, like, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, he's one of the greatest arm talents ever, but there's so many different separation uh, topics. There's so many decades. There's so many things that lead up to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. I get crushed when people listen to me say that I don't think Aaron Rodgers is one of the top 10 quarterbacks of all time, and people lose it, and it's not at all a demeaning thing on Aaron Rodgers. His postseason stinks overall. He's won one Super Bowl, hasn't won one in a very, very long time, but he's still got one. He's still got one more than the Marinos and the Kellys and the Foutses and the Tarkentons and those kind of players, which is great. But like when you talk about all time, all time, all time, some people are like, he's a top three, a top five. I'm like, dude, no, he's not. You got it at least probably a couple. I don't want you to be in that conversation? Aaron Rodgers, it's not demeaning on him. If you said best arm talent I've ever seen, probably between Marino and Rodgers, just flat-out arm talent. Peyton Manning certainly as well. But when you're talking about, like, best quarterback, you know, is Tom Brady the best quarterback of all time? No, he's not. He's the most decorated. He's the winningest quarterback, but he's not the best quarterback. Would you rather have John Elway's skill set or Tom Brady? Come on. Best quarterback, the all-around part of it. And that's where I think about Marlon Briscoe, Shaq Harris, and Fritz Pollard and all these guys, because they get lost in the shuffle with not just the African-American quarterback, but the quarterback in general, which leads me to Otto Graham, leads me to Johnny Unitas, or not Unitas, well, yeah, kind of Unitas, leads me to Bart Starr, you know? Um, You know, you want to give me the, you know, a chance to give you the top 10 quarterbacks, I'm not going to do it now, but like, I don't put Rodgers in the top 10 because we have had so many elite quarterbacks. It's not demeaning of him, it's that people forget about when their era was happening, Otto Graham and Johnny Unitas and Bart Starr were more dominating, more decorated, and more successful than Aaron Rodgers. That's just the flat-out fact. That was their generation. They were the best of their generation. Aaron Rodgers, to me, isn't the best and isn't the most decorated of his generation. And he might be third or fourth, you know, after Brady and and and, and Peyton Manning, certainly. Um, so, you know, I kind, of, I kind of, it's kind of a, a difficult conversation, but I, I think people out there who are listening right now are, are kind of getting an idea of what I'm saying. I mean, you know, you think about the elite quarterbacks all the time. I mean, I rip through Montana, uh, you know, Brady, Elway, um, you know, Unitas, I go Peyton Manning, I take Brett Favre. I mean, I, you know, I'd go Roger Staubach. I mean, I'd take guys who haven't won Dan Marino for sure. I think Pat Mahomes is already a top 10 quarterback in the history of the league. Um, you know, I, I would go on and on and on with some. I would take Fran Tarkenton. I'd take Warren Moon. Over Aaron Rodgers, so there are a bunch of guys. I would, I'd take Drew Brees. I'd take Big Ben because he's got you know more rings too. Uh, well, maybe not. Rodgers is probably a better quarterback than Big Ben, so that one might be a toss-up. But you know, my guy Jim Kelly, I would argue for over Aaron Rodgers. And I know that he didn't have postseason success uh, overall in terms of just the main Super Bowl, but he made four Super Bowls, and the postseason success leading up to the Super Bowl, including AFC Championship games, mind you, was better than Aaron Rodgers. It was just that one Super Bowl that Rodgers won. Kelly made it to four and lost. Which one would I rather have? Duh. I'd rather win one, but you get the point. <laughs> it's not just as simplistic as, well, Aaron Rodgers is the arm talent, four-time MVP. He's got to be a top three guy of all time. Or Brady's the best of all time. No, I'm talking about the all-around quarterback play. Arm talent. Legs and your arm, right? Winning. Your generation. How good of a teammate were you? It go- There's a lot that goes into best. That's a strong superlative. And yes... It is hard to separate, and it is very hard to separate when we get into guys called Rocket Men, African-American quarterbacks making their way into football history. Go get the book right now. It's called Rocket Men, the Black Quarterbacks Who Revolutionize Pro Football. The author is John Eisenberg. Thanks to John for coming on the program. My name is Mike Lindsley. This is the ML Sports Platter, and we are brought to you by Bonnet Sales and Service. Hey, if your garage door fails, call Bonnet Sales and Service today. They are on Route 11 in central square if you're in and around that central new york area free estimates are available right now they're family owned and operated for over 50 years how about that they are providing garage doors for residential and commercial customers today oswego onondaga counties where are you marcellus mexico manoa oswego west monroe Casanova, cicero clay cleveland constantia doesn't matter east syracuse they are here for you bonnet sales and services the official garage door company of the ML Sports Platter, and a huge tip of the cap thank you as well to the Vince Aguera Consulting Group, Liverpool Physical Therapy, the Al and Angus Pub, and our great friends over at Bowers & Company, CPAs. Hit me on Twitter at Sports and subscribe to my YouTube channel, MikeLinsley7060, and as I always tell you, Enjoy the games. New rules in baseball are making the games faster and more efficient. We're doing the same at CH Insurance. Always working to provide a better insurance experience for you. Hi, this is Joe Convertino Jr. As an independent agency, we partner with amazing carriers like Preferred Mutual to give you that peace of mind while protecting your business and family. CH Insurance, in your corner, every day, every way. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I have great news for you. Our partners at BetOnline, they continue to get it done as the number one betting source for you. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, we have golf, horse racing, and everything heating up this Major League Baseball season as well. You'll get latest odds, team matchups, and game trends at Online. Just log on today to BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device to get started, but listen up Make sure you use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag or your mobile device. BetOnline. Get started today. BetOnline is where the game starts. You know, it is that time of year in sports where it is all heating up, not just the weather, but the events. We're coming off the NFL Draft. We have MLB. We've got the NHL and NBA playoffs. How about horse Racing's Triple Crown and the PGA Championship, just to name some of the major sporting events we'll see in the next few months and have seen the last several weeks. Every event presents opportunities for inspiration and controversy, as well as new heroes and comeback stories. Ever wonder how to get into sports journalism? Well, I started my career at St. Bonaventure University. I attended their campus long before online degrees were a thing. But with their online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism, you'll learn how to find and talk about the most compelling stories, no matter the sport all from the comfort of home. An advisory committee of Journalism School alums shaped this innovative program. Courses are taught by experienced professors and include master classes led by industry experts. As an SBU graduate, you join a network of fellow Bonnies, including the New York Post's Mike Vaccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. The online Master of Arts and Sports Journalism builds strong skills and ethical foundations for successful careers. Coursework emphasizes the importance of multimedia reporting and incisive storytelling. Program graduates are prepared to tell stories at the intersection of sports, gender, and race. Take the next step in your sports journalism career by contacting an enrollment advisor at SBUjournalism.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and
0: giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.